like it a lot. It's fun. It's really fun to sing with I your friends. I want to thank you for letting me be myself again. I want to thank you for letting me be myself again. I don't get it, dude. Yeah, what, do you, what don't you get? I don't get it. What are we doing? We're singing. We're having a drum circle and singing in celebration. Of what? Well, Tristan, whoa, 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 don't you remember what happened? Do you not remember Tristan? Sorry, let me hop over here. <laughs> Come on, baby David, sing. Will you hold me up? Well, I, don't, I ain't got no hands. Oh, God, here, hang on. You're my grandson. Thanks, granddaddy. So, Tristan, do you not remember that you were in a simulation we took you from it? And now we're thinking, trying to thank the Earth and the Lord and Goat Island. We're trying to raise the vibrations. We're trying to let it. We're thanking it for letting us be ourselves. I just don't understand why I have Again. to thank the Earth for letting me be myself. I'm the one who is myself. Yeah, but you are yourself. Again. What are you talking about? And it's letting have you, you guys be yourself. you guys absolutely mental? We get out of a simulation and suddenly you're worshipping the ground. I don't, I don't feel any vibrations. You don't feel any different? No. Whoa, Tristan, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't you feel those vibrations? You don't feel no vibrations radiating through the air? I want to thank you, Tristan, for letting Tristan be myself again. What if you heard the strum of an acoustic guitar? Yeah, Tristan, you really don't feel connected to the earth? No. Don't feel the vibrations? No. What kind of goat weed did you guys have? I didn't smoke any goat weed, Tristan. It's just we've been under we've been under the spell of Svetlana in some sort of filter for so long. Clark? Yeah. Come over here. What is it, Jeremy? Is it just me? Or does baby David thing not look like a thing like me? Well, yeah, that's that is a little awkward, but now that we're out of the simulation, you know, now we know that they took they did that against Sister Marble's will, so you don't have to be like feel jealous about what it. What do you mean? I'm that baby's daddy, right? Uh, yeah. Why does he not look like me? Uh, he does. You see his little penis? Yeah, it honestly looks a little bigger than mine, though. It does. But remember, when you were born, you had a normal penis, and then it got all twisted up. Okay. So his is twist. His is normal, and then as it grows, maybe it will twist. You think Sister Marvel still has feelings for me? Oh, of course, Jeremy. That does nothing. She just hasn't let me, you know, fuck her. Fuck, you know, we haven't fucked since we've been out. Well, we've only been out for like ten minutes. That's why we're still celebrating. I mean, did you really want her to put it up her ass at me? Daddy. What? What, son? What? How you doing, son? I just wanted to come over here and thank you for letting me be myself. Again? Yeah, okay. I gotta be honest with you, Clark. I know that's your grandson, and that's my son, but he's just... He, that's not mine. That's not mine. Well, Brandon, Jeremy, sorry, you know, we'll have to just take it as it goes, you know? You guys keeping secrets over here? Oh, hey, no, baby, no. Just talking about baby David Singh and oh, how... Isn't he so... Isn't he so great? He's such... And it's so nice that he and his mother saved us and broke us out of the simulation. It's kind of making me think, wouldn't it be nice if you and I had a, you know, a little child like that again? Oh, it definitely would, you know, and to really try again after Thumbelino. Yeah, well... 
Sometimes they come out and you don't love them. You disown them immediately. They get dipped in a vat of acid. They get dipped in a vat of acid. You don't do your due diligence and go in to find them before it gets to the circumstances to where they dip dipped in the... We would never dip Baby David Singh. No, he's too cute. Too priceless. Too priceless. And he's a hero. Really. Nonetheless, he's a hero. Here's what I'm seeing, though, is that how do you clean him? That's his mom's duty. Well, yeah, we already kind of figured that out, uh... We're thinking sandpaper. You know, if he gets something on him, we'll just sand him off. And you know, he is, he looks like he's made out of marble, so, you know, on, on... He's definitely made out of marble, there's no doubt about it. There's all kinds of videos of people cleaning marble tombstones. He takes after, he takes after his mom and that. Where he got this whole singing thing? Not quite sure. <coughs> okay, guys, who knows this one? All my friends is a lowrider. Oh yeah, I love this one. Hagedy's here too. Samantha's here too, but she's asleep. Low, rye, uh. You know, I really, I always loved when I would wake up at 11.30 p.m. and it would be playing on Nick at Night, the Lopez show. I love the Lopez show! You love the Lopez show? George Lopez. He is so cool. Guy is hilarious. Guy is absolutely Why hilarious. Why hang out more, dude? Married life, I guess. Just married life. How's it going with her? Going great. Going great, you know, the last time we checked in, I think we had just run away together, and you know, it's been going well, you know, she's opening up to me, but her narcolepsy's at an all-time high. I missed you, dude, we weren't in the simulation, I don't think you were in any simulation. I wasn't in any simulations, dude, they forgot me, they forgot me out here, that's why I was able to help Sister Marble and, uh, and Baby David sing. You're the ones, you're the ones who helped them? They were just letting me roam around the island with my sleeping wife. Just letting me roam I don't around. Know. They're never gonna make that mistake again, cause dude, you fucked it. Like they're looking for us. I hope you know that. They're looking for us. Yeah, almost certainly. Why would they just let us get away like that? But well, I it think happened. It happened. We we broke the filter, man. I mean, I think we're, you know, we're camping out in the middle of the forest, so you know. And I gotta, I do have to apologize. I did know about the simulations for an awfully long time. You did. I was watching the the show every week. Very entertaining. Really? Very. I was my performance? Very entertaining. So good, dude. You're one of the best characters on the show, and it's an extremely huge step forward for us sex gremlins. Really? Absolutely. They respect us more? The Russians love you. The Russians love me. The Russians love you. The Ru- they, yeah, they were streaming it. they feel about Othello? They were, ha- they were not pleased with how Othello turned out. I'm going to tell you that, to be honest, ah. but they don't blame you for it. I wasn't the one who wrote the episode. I was an unwilling participant in the episode. I am very displeased on how it went. Well, we'll have to restage it. Now that my memories are back. We could totally restage it. We could totally restage it. Dude, we would do Othello better than anyone would ever do Othello. You do Othello with me? We'll go do Othello right fucking now, and we'll show those fucking Russians how a sex gremlin would really do. Okay, I fell. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I want to thank you (laughs) for letting me. Be myself again. Those two look like they're having fun. Good to see they're getting back into it. You know, Sister Marble and Baby David Singh. One thing I I really don't I can't wrap my head around. How were you able to get out of there and figure out all of this stuff to save us? Wait, what are you talking about exactly? How were we able to get out of there? Just kind of... I don't remember. Sister Mama, do you remember? Sorry, Mommy. What were the exact steps that you took that led to you getting out of the facility? I hopped and I hopped. And 
then okay. when you left the facility, what immediate actions did you take after that? Listen, I'm tiny. You know that. You got me in the palm of your hand right now. Absolutely. Me and mommy is also tiny. Well, you know those little holes they got in the wall for mouses to come through? Like, kind of like in the uh, Tom and Jerry? Tom and Jerry, me and my boy love Tom and Jerry. I showed him Tom and Jerry on my cell phone once we got out. I, I didn't know that's what it was from until mommy showed me. He was fresh out the pussy. What was he supposed to we know? We walked in one of them little thingies and then we just kind of hopped out the building and walked out here. Yeah, it's a mouse hole. We ran into Haggerty. You know, and we got out the, we rolled out the mouse hole, we ran into Haggerty, and you know what else? I remembered a little recipe. These idiots don't know what the fuck they're talking. These idiots. How you think simulation going? I think it's actually going very well. You think this is actually where they are? You think this is what they're doing? We put in the exact question we would ask them. You know, we put it, we couldn't have asked it any more clearly. You're asking different things. I mean, look at the fellow episode. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But look, down the hallway, Hobarth has found the mouse hole that they went out. See, we're one step closer. He actually found the mouse hole. She. She actually found the mouse hole. I cannot believe... Woke culture has made its way to my premier Russian business. We have to respect people, premier Russian businessmen. We have to respect people. We just kept, uh, we have woman hostage here that just gave birth to a statue. Oh, well, she's in a coma. It's okay. That's being respectful, but if I call her he instead of she? Yeah, it's just about validating identity, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, can we track down coordinates of where the hell they're, you know, they're having supposed drum circle? We can try, uh... We have to, I guess, let's see where, what else they did. And then maybe we can see, because all she said was we walked, well, well, we walked out of the building and went through a mouse hole, you know. Who knows where they went after that? Is there a way to rewind simulation? Ooh, that's a good question. Ask, ask the AI computer that. Is there a way to rewind simulation? Rewinding. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that was easy. You pressed L2 too many times. Now it's going it's going times 30. You're going too fast. Oh, okay, here it is. Here it is. Here's baby David Singh's birth. And play. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get out of this hole, baby David. Get out of this hole. This guy's without you, mommy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Y'all don't want him to take me. Y'all took a piece of me and you ain't taking another one. Whoa, whoa. Better not go take Whoa. What's in here? What is this? Hang on. Whoa, I'm see. I'm seeing something. Is this, is that goat's milk? Whoa, 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 whoa that's goat's milk. Okay, whoa, okay, what's over here? If it's bottles? <laughs> what are you guys doing here? <laughs> I'm the rat that lives here. <laughs> whoa, Mr. Rat. <laughs> Watch out, baby David Singh. These things are crazy. Have you ever heard of Jerry? I, what do you talk about Jerry? Oh, well, he's a bad. I heard of Jerry Riggin. No, 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 not Jerry Riggin. This is Jerry. He was a brown mouse. And what he did was he tormented this cat, Tom, and kind of beat him up and shot him a bunch and hit him with pans and stuff. Why the hell did he do something like that? Because rats are crazy. That's what I'm saying. Be careful. This I'm crazy. not crazy like that. You're not like Jerry? No, I'm lonely. Aww. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You came into my home. Do you want to talk to me? Do you want to hear about my interests? Yeah, yeah, Jerry, yeah. I love paint. Okay. 
And... Okay. Cheese. And you like goat's milk. We smell goat's milk. Mm, I steal from these people. I rob them. Why? Jerry. Jerry. Is it okay if I call you Jerry? That's my name. Oh, God. What are the coincidences? Whoa. Okay, so Jerry, with that precious goat's milk that you got, have you ever done... And tell me the truth. Have you ever stolen any sriracha sauce? Is Fred spicy? Fred spicy. Check the fridge. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh my god! Jerry, you got you do got sriracha, Jerry. Do you wanna come with us to the time travel museum of Little Tennessee? Uh leave my cozy home. You get a cozy home there. I know someone ought to keep you as a pet. They got a hole? Holds to put you in, brother. What about a crazy little cat? He does not got a crazy little cat, but you could maybe he. I don't know then. If you want a crazy little cat, he could probably get you one. He's a nice guy. <gasps> there he is. <laughs> I'm gonna get him. <laughs> Mom, is that actually is that the Jerry you're talking about? You know what? It, it might be. Are you the Jerry? Excuse me. Nothing. No, well, I'll come with you. Why not? Okay, all I need is a little cocktail mixer. Okay, closing up for the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so... Things are materializing in front of me, bro. Who knows this recipe? Whoa! Whoa! Little nugget? Oh, 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 little oh, nugget? Oh, 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 whoa! Hey, Magic Man! Who's this, Mommy? Who is it, Mommy? Baby David Singh, this is my friend and fellow big brother and survivor competitor. The Magic Man! Nice to meet you, Magic Man. I want you to know my mommy taught me manners, and if I could shake your hand, I would. Oh, dude, I'll bend down and shake anybody's hand that's related to Little Nugget. So you're the littlest nugget. <laughs> my mom just gave birth to me probably 20, 30 minutes ago. Dude! Oh, 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 I love being, I love meeting babies first. You still got that new baby smell, dude. Oh, you smell so good. It's kind of cool. It's kind of weird that you're naked, though. I'm just going to say. I'm going to let Marble know there's a lot of pedophiles out there, dude. So well, you better I, cover up your baby. I don't think you got baby. nothing to worry about. Cause, hold on. Can you lift me up in your hands so I can look in your eyes? Oh, yeah, of course, little nugget. Littlest nugget. I don't think there's anything to worry about because, uh, look, it just touched me a little bit. I'm made of marble. Oh, uh, yeah. So it don't mean nothing. Somebody could put you up their ass, though, dude, or up their dick hole. People are sick. I'm a baby. Don't talk to me with those words. Oh, sorry, dude. I just treat you like a human. I came out. I came out talking. That's really cool, dude. Uh, you're not gonna introduce me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, now, Magic Man. Um, I think this is the Jerry. Name's Jerry. <laughs> you got any cats around here? <laughs> dude, you're not gonna believe this. There is a cat that has been coming into the bar area every Thursday trying to get lit. And I had to keep chasing him out, you know, back in my day. I'll do it. You will? For free. Go for it, dude. Get a hole? Yeah, I got a hole. <laughs> well, that's really cool, dude. And you're meaning to tell me that's THE Jerry? I really think it's THE Jerry. We, we watched him chase around. I don't know who Jerry is, but we watched him chase around a cat. Yeah, it, it was yellow. It was, sorry, not yellow. It was gray and white. It was a gray and white cat. We went into a hole. We found a mouse, and his name's fucking Jerry, dude. Whoa, that's a really cool little nugget. TV royalty in my museum. Okay, what's well, not my museum. I just do the bar, but you know I'm magic. 
So, uh, what are, what are we doing here, Mommy? <laughs> That's a good question, Marble. Little Nugget, what are you doing here? Well, um, Magic Man, um, there's some bad people doing bad stuff to my friends. You know the people we did on Big Brother and all those? They took a piece of my mom, and then they put it in someone else, and then I came out. They took a piece of me, and they put it into her, and now there's him. Oh, dude, that's... Why, why would they take a piece of you? Like, they... Literally without your consent, you're telling me. That literally without your consent, they took a piece of you. I remember being... I remember him being in my other mommy and hearing them talking about it, yeah. Hang on. Other mommy? Oh... Yeah, she's not actually who pushed me out of her. So, who's the mom? Princess Shellyan. Hey, whoa, dude, dude, hang on. So you mean to tell me that without your consent, they took a piece of you, and without her consent, they took that piece of you and put it into her, and then without her consent, you came out? I think that's what she's telling me, Magic Man. All right, well, let's head back to the kitchen, dude, because we're going to make some goddamn bombs. Hold on, we're going to, no... No, we can't be doing that. Oh, we're absolutely, dude, we're absolutely going to be making bombs. I'm making bombs? Gotta have bombs, little baby David. Look, I'm all for peace and love, you know. I'm a liberal Democrat. I vote with the, I vote blue no matter who, dude. Not really. Not really. <laughs> but you get the idea. Did you vote for Bernard Sanders? I did. I don't know how I know about him. Because he's that cool, dude. You've been alive for 30 minutes. Of course you know about Bernie. Kind of feels like I was born with memories already, but they're kind of fading. You definitely don't want your memories to fade, dude. And one of the ways they're making your memories fade is whoever these Russians are and whatever they're doing. And I'm here to tell you, sometimes Barack Obama will tell you, brother, sometimes you just gotta bomb them. Hey, yeah. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got the turpentine. Well, I think now we understand what's about to happen. So basically, they left the facility with the mouse from Tom and Jerry, transported to a time travel museum in Little Tennessee, where they're building bombs. You told me mouse from Tom and Jerry died. I thought the mouse, I thought Tom told me that he ate Jerry. We have not seen him in months. Tom? Jerry. I see Tom every day. I, I paid billion for him. I pay billion for him and Mouse, only for them to be the ones that come into plan. Well, I think it only... Listen, look, this was a simulation, right? They're gone, we don't know where they are, but we can assume that this is what happened, right? So, all we have to do is intervene and stop them from building the bombs! Well, okay, let's think. So, if this simulation, if they're doing that in the 30 minutes from now, they've been away for... Th they're doing it right now. Oh, um, what was that recipe? What was the recipe she used? Uh, uh goat's milk? Sriracha goat's, goat's, goat's milk. Sriracha goat's milk. Oh, dude, shit's materializing in front of me. Who the hell is this? <coughs> who the hell is that, little what, nugget? Who the hell are you? Who the fuck are you, who dude? Who the fuck are you? Give me back my marble. Who are you, dude? Give me back marble. Give me back, give me back marble. Who are you, dude? think you can talk to me that way i don't give a shit who the fuck you think you are where are dude? you keeping them i don't know who the fuck you're talking about dude where's jerry jerry's a cool dude dude he's here i've never met a man named jerry in my life dude please uh the coordinates are 10.3666 longitude hey dude 
eighth Don't point. Don't you be giving out my I'm calling dude. an airstrike. Don't you be giving out my coordinates, dude. <laughs> well, 11.33 longitude. Not cool, dude, to be giving out a dude's coordinates. Calling on airstrike. Bomb it. You're in here, dude. Don't bomb yet. Copy that, Premier Essendon. Why did we come here? We did not bring weapons, Mirapose. Well. What was the plan? To hopefully... Um, we need to sweet talk them way back. Listen, magic men. Oh. Can I have a word with you, man to man? We both men. I'm premier Russian businessman, you magic man. Sure. Yeah, I mean man to man. Yeah, that's cool. Listen, none of us like Hillary Clinton, right? Oh, I mean, no. She killed nine Americans, at least. At least. At least. And you know, with people I know, she killed much more than that. I would say. I'm sorry for threatening to call an airstrike. Marble over here. She's a good friend of mine. She came to me in time of need. She caught, she had shit broken off of her. Oh. And she did not know what to do. My company, Premier Russian Business Company, we offer services for this sort of thing. Obviously, she's uh-huh. marble. How do you attach chip of marble back to marble? We said, we can turn it into something for you. Well, the princess came to us just a month or two before that. Sure. She was did. coming. She was, you know coming down with health issues, fell into coma. Before she fell into coma, she signed consent form saying, oh, while I'm in coma, you can breed me. Ah, uh, sounds like something she'd do, dude. Yes. Do you know her? Oh, yeah. Played Big Brother with her a couple times. Yeah, she Survivor. Can be, she can be very... She's a cool dude. You think she's cool? Yeah, she's a cool dude. I have less thing, good things to say about her, mainly because she's been here this entire time. Listen, can I have, can I have a slice of this pizza? Sure, dude. So what do you say you just give me my, uh, you know, the marble back, the, you know, the baby, they were just recently born, I don't know what they told you, but, you know, this marble has, there's something wrong with her, there's a piece of her missing. Uh, That's what I heard, dude. Yeah, uh, there's only one, like, real big downside to all that, dude, and that's, like, since this whole time we've been talking, they've already transported over there and they're freeing our dudes, so you're kidding me no i'm not kidding at all dude it was all a ruse to get your ass here and uh now my job is just to keep you here dude i mean the door we're magically sealed in you're never gonna get out so i mean could i get you a drink or something during this trying time (sighs) boiled egg you have boiled egg i've got boiled eggs dude pickled i don't know if pickled can i have you know still the slice of pizza yeah absolutely dude you can totally have a slice of pizza and while you're in here while (gasps) you motherfucker you will bring me to marble, or I will end your life right now. Don't care how fucking magic you are. Don't sit there and act like you're enjoying the pleasure of me choking you. You really like it, don't you, you sick fuck? Autoerotic asphyxiation, dude. I'm squeezing as hard as I can. Oh, dude, dude, get off my dick, dude. You're gonna make the head blow. Fuck. I'm not touching your dick, you fucking it. No, that was me. Sorry. Thought if I grabbed onto it, maybe I could help. Listen, you little cocktease. Fucking bring me to the marble. Okay, dude, like... Do you watch TV? Oh, dude, yeah. Why? Can you refer to me as something other than dude? Uh, bro chacho? Call me sir. Not sure I can do that to a dude I totally disrespect. Well, you might respect the programming I put on. Go dialing. Go dialing on the wild. Oh, dude. What did you do now? You know the show Goat Island Gone Wild? Nah, dude, I haven't seen that shit. What the hell did you do to my friends in Goat Island? Like, what What made them go wild, dude? You ever see the, uh, you ever see any of the episodes they've done? 
I mean, I, I think I saw him on Family Feud, dude. Is that what you mean? Yes. The, you remember the Family Feud episode oh, yeah. where Tristan got pinned? Yeah. I think that's what happened at the end. Tristan got pinned to with the car. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's my TV that. show. That's my TV oh, show. Oh, dude. I, yeah, that's totally I had sick. them all. I had them all tied up and we were using them to feed AI. Yeah, dude. That's, that's morally reprehensible. Absolutely awful. I don't support but it you at like all. You like the TV show? That yep, but that was when I just thought my friends were on the feud, dude. So you do not want to see it anymore? No, dude. I mean, maybe Is there no bargaining with Magic Man. You know, I could I could, you know, to be honest with you, I'm I, I you know, no, I don't think I could ever work with you, but I do got to tell you one thing that would be really cool to have is a different base of operations than a time travel museum. You see what I, you, you step yeah, in? We have I'm, base of operations all around the world. You want the corporate office? I'll give you corporate office. Cool, dude. I mean, you lead uh, me, you lead, you bring me to Marble? Yeah, I mean, I'll, it's been about 30 minutes. You know, we can, we can head over there and, you know, at that point, I could just, you know, maybe say whatever, you know, you got into the potions and whatever happens, happens, you know, but I can't guarantee you that Little Nugget hasn't already gotten all those, all my friends out into safety. Well, that's about all I can ask of you. So, where do you want to work, Bangkok? Bang this pussy. I'm sorry. Bang this pussy. Mirapos, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, I'm just offering my services as a prostitute. <laughs> You're really committed to cause, are you not? Dude, I don't believe in sex work, but I'll fuck you. Oh, we'll fuck it right there. I'll jerk off to it. <laughs> She's a farter. <laughs> She's a farter. She's Hello and welcome to Motafe. We're back, folks. Tom and Jerry. You you asked. <laughs> we delivered. They're now canon. You've been clamoring for it from the beginning. We've seen so many comments just begging and begging and begging and begging for the real, you know, Tom and Jerry, you know, to make an appearance. <laughs> Does anybody talk about Tom and Jerry ever? <laughs> literally, literally. You know, I guess they did have that, like, they did that, like, movie a few years ago. They what? Yeah, I think it came out in, during the pandemic. Like a live action Tom and Jerry? Pretty much. Yeah, it was like still animated, but it was like, I think there were aspects of, like, I think the background was live action, but they were animated onto it. Did they talk? I think so, actually. I think they might have. This is real. Yeah. At the earliest, it came out in 2018, but I, I want to say it was 2020. Who thought of doing that? God, if I know. It, doesn't that seem so goddamn ancient? Tom and Jerry? Yeah. Or the pandemic, pre-pandemic. Well, both. But doesn't Tom and Jerry itself... Oh my god, you're right. They actually did do this. Yeah. I have never seen it. And don't really have an interest to, but, you know, honestly, now that we have I'd mentioned that... I'd like to that, see that on my letterbox. I want to watch it. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to see that. It seemed really unbelievably random when it did come out. I don't know why they... Who thought that was a good idea? And I, I really, honest to God, hope that it was a failure. When... Um, Sorry, I was trying to remember the last movie I watched. I don't mm. think I've watched any movies recently. We watched the Pitch Perfect series while we were in Hocking Hills. That, that was... seems like a Hocking Hills sort of thing. Yeah, they're not very good. Were they on DVD just sitting there? No. We've, oh, really? We streamed them. We streamed them. They're streaming there now? Yeah, we, we had Wi-Fi at our cabin. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was nice. And so we, I don't even know why, but Taylor just suggested, I, oh, well, what it was, we were scrolling through Peacock. 
and looking for a movie and they had Pitch Perfect 2 and Taylor was like oh yeah that's a good movie like we should watch Pitch Perfect 2 and I'm like well I've never seen Pitch Perfect and I she was like let's watch it I'm like whatever you know it's vacation yeah it's kind of vacation vibe it's not vacation vibes but I'm like it kind of is yeah mindless entertainment yeah yeah and I've always honest to god I've had like an actual like aversion to the whole like when the movies were coming out i'm like that is cringe anybody who likes it's cringe the cup songs fucking cringe (laughs) you know i i love brie to death but i couldn't i thought it was so unbelievably cringe that she performed the cup song at chiller thriller or spring fever like whichever one it was and she like stood it was in the middle school it was after we had transitioned to doing those at the middle school instead of at the high school and i remember she stood at the she stood on the ground instead of on the stage, but she stood at the front of the stage and then used the stage as the table where she like did the cup song drumming. That's interesting. Have you heard the cup song? Like you know what I'm talking about. I performed about? it. I hate. I hate to say it. <laughs> Stephanie made me at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to die when it happened. It the song. How does the song go? I got my ticket for the long way round. Two bottle whiskey for the way. And I sure would like it. You gonna miss me when I'm gone. Yep, you're go. Oh, you're gonna miss when I'm gone. Yep, that's yeah. That fucking song played on the goddamn radio. It did. I hated it. Yeah, we got we didn't see the movie before that, so it ruined it for us. I don't think we would have liked it at that time anyway. No, no. Even I felt like we were too old for that to like be like, whoa, wow. Yeah, but here's the thing that I did wasn't expecting. I. I really thought it was for kids or like, you know, like a family movie is and it, it sort of is, but it's not a family movie. Really? I mean, what? it's somewhat vulgar. Like PG 13. I think it is technically PG 13, but like at some point in the first pitch perfect, I looked at Taylor and I'm like, what is this rated? Cause like, I thought it was for kids. I mean, at least for, I thought it was a family movie. I did too. And it really is. I mean, it was, it kind of had the vibe of like, the the vulgarity of like mean girls yeah where it's not like that vulgar but vulgar enough that like it's not appropriate for kids really yeah but we all watched mean girls as kids for sure but like they they made jokes about like uh there was like a joke about a girl who you could like see her big salami nipples through her shirt huh. and like they showed them and there was swearing and like sexual jokes and stuff like that that i, I just really didn't expect well they're like college kids right yeah so I guess it makes sense, but I really didn't, I didn't, I guess I just didn't expect it to be so. I always expect, yeah, it's weird that it's not a family movie. Yeah. I know the guy from Workaholics is in it. That's yeah. all, the only thing I know about it. And yeah. And your ugly face who does the cup song. Anna Kendrick, yeah. Yeah, I don't like her. I can't stand her, to be honest, and she was really, at She's that like time. She's a mouse. She was, yeah. She was really going through her heyday when that, when those movies came out. I feel like she's kind of died off since. I want to say I don't. I don't disrespect her as a person. I, I don't know why I need to make this clear. Right. I just don't like her and like her movies, her style. She did. She got cast in the J, the movie of the last five years, the Jason Robert Brown musical. Yeah. That made me want to kill myself because of was course at that point, it? no. And that I mean, she <laughs> was not a bad singer. She was fine. She was fine. But you know, when you've listened to one soundtrack uh, of the musical your whole life. And then some, just literally anybody else does it, uh, you know, it's, you're going to be like, that's not good. Yeah. And so in my mind, like the best cast for the last five years would have been the original cast, but they're like 20 years too old, you know? Yeah. 
she did fine. I just really, at that point, it really was a prejudice that I held against her because of Pitch Perfect. I really just was like, she's in Pitch Perfect. She sang the Cup song. She's cringe as fuck. Did you enjoy the movie, though? I loved it. Not loved really? it. Really? loved it. I think I gave it like a three but I, on Letterboxd, you know. But it was, it was a fun movie to watch. It. Yeah. And the first one was definitely the best. The second one was definitely the worst, which was interesting to the have The third happen. one was better than the second? The third one, three? yeah, there are three. The third one was better only because it was it was just fun. The second one was really boring. Yeah. It, they, they just, it really missed the mark, I thought, from like what made the first movie good. And the third movie is like completely out of left field. It starts with them performing on a damn yacht, like a mega yacht, and then like... Rebel Wilson, that was another, that was like her big, oh, yeah. yeah, that was like her big thing, and it, that was like when she burst onto the scene, and I thought she was crazy. it's like, look at this fat, ugly woman, and she Literally. can sing like an angel. Her character's name is goddamn Fat Amy, but in the third movie, it's kind of centered around Fat Amy, so to speak, because she's that popular, and like, it, literally in the title sequence, they're singing on the, you know, on the boat, and Fat Amy comes out, sprays John Lithgow, John Lithgow with a fucking fire extinguisher sets off bombs on the plane and they all jump on the yacht and they all jump off the yacht as it's exploding and it's like pitch perfect three and i'm like what the actual what jump the shark like literally yeah but it was it was fun it worked you know Okay. It was so much better. They, it's like the second movie took it so what seriously. What the fuck are the movies about? Just them, like singing against other people, right? Yeah. So like the first movie, uh, Anna Kendrick's character goes to goes to college, or maybe she was already in college. I can't remember, but and she, her dad, I think she goes to college. Yeah, and her or it's a new college, and her dad is a professor at the college, and she, he's like, "You need to get involved. You need to join a club. Like, don't, do you have any friends?" She's like, "No." And meanwhile, there's like an ongoing acapella, you know, renaissance on the campus for whatever reason. And they've got like four different acapella groups. And the one, the all-female acapella group is kind of stale. They've like, they wear like stewardess uniforms. And they're all, they've sing like the same songs. They're like, I, I am woman, hear me roar. It was just like, you know, just yeah. kind of lame. Well, that's the one that she ends up getting cast in. Okay. And so she's kind of this, like, DJ who likes to m- mash up songs, and they start going to these competitions and losing because the other band, the other acapella groups are just cooler and have, like, cooler songs or cooler arrangements, and uh, that's kind of the tension of the movie is, like, this new girl comes in, and she's got the idea that's going to help them win, but they're resisting it. And they're up against the boys? Yeah. Okay. It was, it was uh, somewhat entertaining. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. What was the, what was the ending song that made them win? Honest to God, I don't remember. Okay. Not that. The music isn't that. I was surprised at how many of the songs I have heard, specifically the Pitch Perfect version, through, like, TikTok. Oh, I'm really? I'm like, oh, that's from Pitch Perfect? I didn't know that. Really? You know, yeah. So, the, a lot of the music, at least from the first movie, did have some, you know, lasting appeal. I guess, like, in the same way, like, high school musical music Yeah, let's listen to that shit. But... The second movie, I can't even remember what it was about. It just missed the mark so bad. So boring. Almost didn't want to finish it. We, like, paused it, like, seven times to do other stuff. It kept coming back? Yeah, like, I'd be like, all right, let's try to finish this movie. We'd watch ten minutes, and I'd be like, do you want to get in the hot tub? We'd go get in the hot tub, come back. We'd watch, like, ten more minutes, and I'd be like, do you want to have sex? Like, you know? Yeah. 
just do anything else. We went out and had a fire. So, I suffice it to say, I guess I would recommend the Pitch Perfect series just as like a. It's a, I, I like having series of movies to watch. It's fun sometimes. You know? Yeah. And I saw recently you did the Pirates of the Caribbean. I saw you, you saw that? Yeah, I saw you like commenting on like, who Zach Baker's status. Loved them. Yeah. Loved the one Pirates of the That's another never one. Never saw them yeah, as a kid. one that I was always like, I would never watch that. You've never seen them? No. Dude. I've always had an aversion so to a series that everybody else loves. I did too. It's a fault. It's a personality yeah. fault. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's like as soon as I watch them, I'm like, oh, I wish I would have liked this at yeah. the time where I could actually talk to people about the movie. But it's like, Hallie I talk to people and they're like, I kind of remember that. Hallie Shrimp was the biggest fan of those movies. I get it though. But my God, what a cringe woman. Yeah, that's the thing. You and I really relate on that because a community will ruin something for mm. us entirely. Yeah. Abigail and I have been watching anime recently. Oh. You know I used to dabble in it a little bit. Yeah. I've never been like an anime nerd by any means. But I haven't watched it in years just because I can't stand the people who watch it. Right. I don't want to be that person. But as soon as I start watching it again, I'm like, God damn it, I wish I wasn't limiting myself because right. this shit's good. Sure. I don't care if they don't like it. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if I don't like the people who do it. Right. It happens to me all the time, though. Yeah. <laughs> you and I both. But you're talking about your uh, your little vacay. I want to yeah. hear about it. I want to hear about the, uh, the dang old yeah. adventures you've been on. You've been... Around the world, don't speak setting. the language. Yeah, jet setting. You know, I feel like we we hung out with Bree and her girlfriends, and then I it was like only a couple days later that I yeah, left. I, I feel we, like uh, we hung out like that Saturday before you left. Yeah. So you left on Thursday, and then... yeah. Well, it felt like we had seen each other not too long before then, but just then, a few days. Then it felt like you know I've been gone forever. After that, you know, it was it was a it was a nice long vacation, but really at, after the last day, I was like, okay, I'm ready to get back, you know, to to regular life, I guess. Yeah. But we went to New York, and at first we drove, uh, of course, because you know, I, for whatever reason, I just don't like to fly, and even though I have, I just the longer I'm on the ground, the more I feel like that's where I'm supposed to be. Agreed. And uh, agreed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Completely. Yeah. I do not want to f- fly right. at all. It's like I will, it makes me nervous I guess, just thinking but, about it. Right. You know, so obviously, but even as in the lead up to the trip, I was really dreading having to drive, but it was one of the best drives ever to New York City. Like, there really? was hardly no traffic. I didn't, I literally, you're, I did not. Also, you're driving like a Thursday. Yeah. During the day. I did not hit any traffic from nice. Ohio all the way to until like literally until I was about to get into New York City, and it was like 3 o'clock. And at that point, you can't be mad. Right. And I'm like, well, I'm, I made it literally like I could see New York City before I hit traffic. Wow. So I was like, I feel like I'm already here. Yeah. Yeah, it still took like an hour to get through the new, the Lincoln Tunnel because it was so busy at that time. Yeah. But I was like, I, like really, I can't complain because it was such a, uh, you know, a sale getting here. So we went right to the, we had our GPS head taking us right to the parking garage that was right across the street from our hotel. We were originally staying in the Americana Inn, which we had all stayed in before, but then briefly, like right before the trip, they canceled the the reservation. You ever get refunded? I did, yeah. Good. But it was re- unbelievably annoying, so I had to book a last minute hotel at the Millennium, the Millennium Hotel in uh, Times Square. It was it was definitely double the price, you know, which I but it was also because it was like really last minute. I think it was like yeah. two days before I left. Yeah. And they luckily they still had a room and I called and verified and they're like, yeah, like, did you not get the confirmation email? 
And I'm like, no, I did, but like I also had a reservation at another hotel and they canceled it today. You know, so I'm yeah. like, I just want to make sure that like when I show up, you will I actually have a room? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, okay, good. Okay, yeah. They're like, we're not a piece of shit hotel. Right. So we park at the parking garage and it's literally right across the street. We walk into the hotel check in it was beautiful it was great we were on the 38th floor which was it was really cool we had a really nice view of of times square it the hotel offers like new year's eve ball drop views because it's literally like one building away but our rooms wasn't one of them Um, so i could i was like completely obscured by a building but it would still be cool if you stayed in that hotel just to see like the three million people and watch it on your tv yep even though it's it is right around the corner, so it would kind of be really frustrating, yeah. you know. But you could just walk out at that point, yeah. Just knowing you could go you back, know. To yeah, your exactly. Room whenever you wanted through the sea of millions of people, you could just kind of peek your head, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it would be uh, anxiety-inducing for me. Just even the amount of people that were there was stressful at times, just because yeah, the hotel really was very centrally, even a better location than the Americana. Yeah, I mean, it was literally like. You know, so like you know how um, New York uh, City is kind of uh, like the Broadway district at least kind of runs like there's Sixth Avenue, Broadway, and Seventh Avenue. Yeah. And then it's kind of everything's in between there. Yeah. And uh, the Americana Inn, the Americana Inn is kind of over on the Sixth Avenue side. Yeah. And so you kind of have to walk. It's still a great location, but you have to walk kind of across Broadway, and it's you know you might have to walk a, a few more blocks. This was like. On Broadway, like centrally located, 44th Street, Broadway, right around the, like, right around the busiest part of Times Square. I mean, you could take a step off and there was like nobody by the hotel, but two steps over, millions of people, Yeah, you know. So it was kind of frustrating, but it was a great location. If the Laurie Metcalf play had still been open, we could have literally walked out of our hotel, walked across the street and gotten in line and then when really? it was, yeah it was that close wow the other ho- the other it Broadway, sounds like a cool hotel oh, yeah, the millennium yeah, hotel it was really cool and they were a little uh, it was a little annoying that i had to pay for wi-fi um, what yeah they had free wi-fi but it was you know and then they were like or if you if you're planning on streaming and obviously i am and i was also doing my daily vlog at the time oh, so yeah. i need i definitely needed to have the ability to like upload, you know, and, and download files that I wanted for my video. And yeah, so I, I it was only, it was $20, you know, to, to pay for, for your entire day. stay. Yeah. So I was okay, like, whatever. Good. Not per day or whatever. Yeah. You're basically <laughs> just paying them for the password. Right. That night we just kind of relaxed. We went to dinner at a place called Haven rooftop that Taylor found. And it was just like on a rooftop of some hotel. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. We, I, uh, the appetizer was hummus. And pita, and that was the best part. Sounds good as fuck. And then I don't remember what Taylor got, but I got uh, this like chicken dish, some sort of Italian chicken, and then it was like it had a Berblanc sauce, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know, that sounds fancy. And I ordered it, and it was like a chicken breast, and when it came out, they had like sliced it razor thin already for me, and like spread it out. Interesting. And it, it was really strange, and so like every piece was like maybe as thick as a nickel. Really? Yeah, it was weird. Almost like lunch meat. Yeah. It was really strange, and I didn't really like the Berblanc sauce. Oh. So, like, I wouldn't order it again, but I enjoyed eating it. 
but then it it was an absolute endurance test from hell when it was over because the waiter was just kind of hanging out at the bar and talking and I'm like I want to leave I want to walk out of here and I want to smoke a cigarette you know I want to yeah. walk out of here I'm ready to get to the hotel I've been I I don't like staying at any restaurant when I'm done eating me neither when I'm done I want to leave nope. I don't like sitting. I don't like. I would go love. So, oh, can I? I'll just sit here and finish my drink. Like, no, if I can drink it, let's go. Right. Like, I want to leave. I don't know why, but I'm like, I'm done here. As soon as yeah, I, as just, soon as I'm done eating, I'm done here. I'm only. I'm not in the restaurant for the vibes. Right. I'm in there for the food. Exactly. So finally, we got to pay and leave, and you know, the next day we Taylor had a, a dance class scheduled at Steps by Broadway, which is some dance studio in New York. So she was really anxious about, she wanted to walk to it. And when I put in the address, it was like a 45-minute walk. Yeah. Or we could take the subway and ride one stop and be there in 10 minutes. Yeah. And she's like, I'm too anxious to ride the subway because I saw somebody on TikTok got stabbed on the subway. Uh, Millions of people ride that subway. Literally. And to the point where, like, we did get into an argument about it because I'm like, you're being kind of, I didn't say this, but I'm like, you're kind of being a little ridiculous because somebody could stab me right now. I'm like, so what's the difference than getting on the subway? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody's going to stab me. You're avoiding a 45-minute walk. Right. I mean, I'm like, that's, and it's hot. I'm like, and and that's not, she's like, it doesn't sound that bad. I mean, we've walked 20 minutes, and it's just 20 minutes more. Like, well, I know how long 40 minutes is, but that's a long time to walk in New York City. Yeah, well, you're trying to, like, preserve your energy to the trip. And so um, I I was like, eventually, you know, I did at one point, I was like, well, then you walk and I'll take the train. Because I'm like, obviously, that would never happen. But, you know, we were getting heated. And finally, she's like, okay, I'll take the train. We got there in, like, five minutes. It was great. No incident, of course. She she was like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. So I got her into the, we had gone to the Laduca store, which is a, a dance shoe, like the, the, the end all be all dance shoe. And we, she got a pair of shoes, the dance shoes there. And then we took the train over to the class. She took the class while she was in class. I was originally just going to sit. It was an hour class. I think I was just going to sit outside and like find a spot. It's kind it was kind of close to central park. I took like a I walked like two blocks, took like 10 minutes to walk two blocks because they were long blocks and finally get over to Central Park and there's no entrance where I was at. I didn't know it was a walled park. At really? Points. Yeah. At least at the part where I was, it had a wall because on the other side, it was like a forest. It wasn't a part where you could like just walk into. Interesting. And so I looked on the, I pulled up, I found a bench, I pulled up Google Maps and the closest place where I could walk to and get into Central Park, even though it was literally right on the other side of this wall, was like six more blocks. What? And I'm like, I'm like, okay, fuck that. I'm like, I'm just going to sit on this bench. So I sat on the bench for a couple minutes, and I'm like, why am I just sitting here? <laughs> like, why am I just sitting here? So I get back up, and I walk over to the, back closer to the dance studio, and I'm like, I'll just sit here and wait for her class. I do that for about five minutes. I scroll on my phone. I'm like... Why am I just fucking sitting here? I'm literally right by the subway station. I pull out my phone and look at the map, and it's like, train leaves in one minute. I'm like, (laughs) I just got up. I went back to the hotel, and I just watched Kitchen Nightmares for 45 minutes, walked back to the subway, and got back in time to pick her up. Are you serious? Yeah, it was great. That's easy. It was awesome. Then we, on the way back from her dance class, she was exhausted, and I'm like, now imagine that you were going to walk 45 minutes home. Right. I'm like, so thank God for the subway. 
we went to Gordon Ramsay Fish and Chips for lunch, uh, which is his uh, fast dining, fast casual. I didn't know what to expect because when I walked by the other, it's new. It's opened relatively recently. I've never heard of it. Yeah. And you know how, like in New York or in Vegas, it was like Gordon Ramsay Burger and there's Gordon Ramsay Steak. Well, this is Gordon Ramsay Fish and Chips, which I guess there's also one in uh, Vegas too. When we walked by, there wasn't anybody in there. I didn't notice it at first. We started walking by, and then I was like, wait, that said Gordon Ramsay. And it's literally across the street from our hotel. <laughs> I'm like, I, on literally on the same street. I was like, how did I not notice that? But there was nobody in there, but they were open. And I'm like, oh, that's not a good sign. Yeah. So we ended up going in the next day for lunch because I'm like, we've been watching all of Gordon Ramsay's shows. Like, there's a current MasterChef season running right now. We've been watching that. And then Out of Boredom, we rewatched Hotel Hell. And then when that got boring, we rewatched Kitchen Nightmares until that got boring. But get this, a new season of Kitchen Nightmares. I wish Hotel Hell. But a new season of New Kitchen Nightmares starts this month. Really? Which, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I think it would be interesting I to that see. that show's done. I'd, me too. But, you know, you know as if we were looking out the the window of our hotel room and you know there's all the fucking billboards in Times square and it rotates and i'm like wait did that just say new episodes of kitchen nightmares and then i literally stood there for five minutes waiting for all the ads <laughs> to cycle through and i'm like it did <laughs> like september i think it's like september 25th maybe yeah billboard actually worked yeah i was like holy shit I was so excited, and because what are the odds? Like while I'm rewatching Kitchen Nightmares, they announce a new season. Of yeah, Kitchen Nightmares. I thought it was pretty cool. I but immediately what I thought was, well, if they could revive Kitchen Nightmares after like they could eight definitely years, revive Hotel Hell, literally. And they were already only doing it like every three years, so it's like you could totally do it again. I mean, it made me Absolutely. feel like there's there could be a time when Hotel Hell comes back, and that will be a fucking momentous day for me. Fuck but it. already, Kitchen Nightmares is pretty important. Anyway, so we go to Gordon Ramsay Fish and Chips, and it's fast food. So that's why nobody was in there, because you can it's carry out. Oh, okay. You can dine in, but it, it's literally like, I mean, the the same amount of people who would eat in at McDonald's were in there. Oh, okay. You know, so that makes more sense. When I walked by, I'm like, there's nobody in there, and it's a Gordon Ramsay restaurant, but it's because most people would take it to go. So I just got the Fish and Chips meal as you would and you can choose uh multiple sauces the only one that sounded good was gordon's tartar and uh i think they had like honey or like you know some sort of honey sriracha you know they had some other sauces that you would probably like Um, i just went tartar with yeah and so we took it back to the hotel and you know (laughs) there was a little bit of a repeat of what happened at gordon ramsay burger where i took the first bite and it brought tear to my eyes really not as bad not at like i you know, obviously in Vegas, I think was a little uh, a little enhanced by the fact that we were also about to see Celine Dion for yeah. me, uh, and that I actually did cry eating the burger. Um, this was just like I teared up. It was so fucking good, really. And I'm not, and I hope I don't just sound like a Gordon Ramsay fanboy because, like, I know he didn't make it. I I was I, expecting you, know, you to say it wasn't that good. It was. I didn't think it would be. I really didn't. I've gotten to the point in my life where, like, I don't order fried food from restaurants because it's so bad. Yeah, because the oil they use is usually pretty gross. And it's just, it it's, it burns your mouth immediately, and just, it never yeah. has a good flavor, I don't, I've, I don't think. Most would, of the time. We would go to so many restaurants in Savannah when people would come visit, and I would always, like, try, like, oh, I'm going to get the southern fried chicken. Fucking disgusting. 
it was disgusting and greasy as sin or it didn't have any flavor besides grease or, yep. you know, or salt. This was hand battered so perfection. good. So good. I've never like tasted something that was fried and it wasn't like greasy. It wasn't, you know, you get a piece from like, you get a piece of fe- fish from like Long John Silver's and it's like dry and wet at the same this time. This was so, it, it, I don't even know if it was fresh. I feel like you don't even have the memory to like come back and like tell me like what, I've never had fried fish right. that has like tasted wow, like wow. It was so good. The fries were delicious and Gordon's tartar. Oh, <laughs> you make me want, you're making me want to go oh. right now. Gordon's tartar, dude, was the best part. Really? I like used like the whole fucking, they gave you two, but I only ended up using one, but I used like every ounce of it because it was so fucking good. It tasted like a, a tartar sauce that had like a garlic aioli Ooh. in it. It really reminded garlic me. Garlic aioli is the base. Yeah. It wow. really reminded me of like, it had like kind of the flavor of that dip at Spinoza's. Oh. Garlic aioli. Fuck yeah, dude. But then with tartar sauce too. And it worked so well. So flavorful. I loved it. Taylor was still feeling kind of exhausted from her uh, dance class. She doesn't like fish, so she got the chicken uh, meal. Yeah. And uh, she ended up throwing it up. But I don't think that had anything to do with Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a Gordon Ramsay apologist. Yeah, I, I really don't think it had anything to I do would with not, food. I, I wouldn't expect the chicken. I mean, it's Gordon Ramsay, so I'd expect the chicken to be good. Yeah. But not to the level of the fish and chips at a restaurant right. called Fish and Chips. Yeah. And especially, I... Fish I, and chips, it sounds good. I know. Like some good fish and chips. For sure. That sounds great. Yeah, absolutely. And it was so good. And it was, um, I think it was cod, specifically. They, they mentioned it that it was cod yeah. on the menu. And it was so fucking good, dude. I had so much bad fish and chips in Savannah. Yeah. Ugh. You were right by the ocean, too. That's, I know. that's weird. They want to talk about southern fried food. That shit, every place I got, it was disgusting. Really? I had good food in Savannah, don't get me wrong, but it was never fried. Interesting. You think here is southern cooking. We've been making um gumbo recently. It's so good. You ever get the gumbo down there? I did. I did have it once down there. My uh, So good. And also, Alicia's, Alicia Sells, her sister-in-law, I can't remember her name, they lived in New Orleans, and sh- when she would come up and visit, she would always make gumbo too. And it was, so- of course, it was a white woman's gumbo, but it was so good. I want, I want a fucking that black ass woman's gumbo. Like I want some fucking. Mm. Me too. Sounds good. Absolutely agree. And then that night after I was, you know, I was pretty content after my meal. Uh, I did. I was having a hard time with coughing. I think I got sick right the day we left. Cause oh, really? Was, you, were, you were sick? Yeah, I was snotting. Yeah, I was COVID coughing. going around. Yeah. I was snotting and coughing a lot, and it was certainly exacerbated by my smoking and, and vaping. So I was coughing a lot, and I, I ended up having to get cough drops. Yeah. Because I was like, it was that bad. It was making your throat sore? Well, yeah, and it was, it was to the point where, like, I had kind of gotten over it the first night when we went to see Here Lies Love, but the second day I could not stop coughing, and I'm like, I will need cough. I will need a throat lozenge to get through a show, because like it it was that bad. Wow. And uh, so anyway, the first night we uh, that night after Gordon Ramsay Fish and Chips we went to see Here Lies Love. Uh, that and turned out to be my favorite. Um, it's 
uh, the new musical by David Byrne, who is in the Talking Heads. This is what Taylor wanted to see that you were apprehensive. No, this is what I wanted to see. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this was when I I was watching a video of an interview with David Byrne, and they just happened like it transitioned into, and he has a new musical coming to Broadway. Yeah, I remember that's you like saying really, that. Really, like the really the reason we went on the trip. You know, the the reason I started to want to go on the trip at all. It was really interesting. So it's the story of Amelda Marcos, who is the the wife of a dictator in the Philippines, and it like charts her rise from like being a poor schoolgirl to becoming basically the dictator herself. Yeah. And there's been a lot of contro- not I, mean, I don't know how much controversy. Is this but a true story? Yeah. There's a a lot of somewhat of a controversy where they're saying that the musical humanizes her or, you know, uh, uh, glorifies her. And I really don't think it does that. But I mean, I guess to a certain point, because she's the protagonist of the musical, you do empathize with her in a way that like a person. Right. But in the way that like maybe you don't want to empathize with the dictator, like we don't need to make a musical that like empathizes with Hitler, you know, because like he's he's a monster. Well, I think it would be really interesting to see like what would turn a regular person into like a dictator. Exactly. And that's kind of where that's kind of the the vibe of the show that I feel like if you some people just look at it at face value and say, you know what I mean? Broadway. That's too much. So I thought it was interesting. I thought it was great. Right. And so the original idea. Right. Nah. We had, they, they redid the, the whole Broadway theater, it's just the Broadway theater on Broadway, and they redid the whole theater, the whole, like, orchestra, so they, like, extended the stage and, like, created this nightclub, and so the the theater, so you buy a, you can buy a ticket basically on the stage, and then the the lowest level of actual seating that exists in the theater is the mezzanine. And then oh, every, interesting. Yeah. And so everything below that has been turned into the performing area. It was really cool. That's really fascinating. And the stage wrote, so we were on the stage, and like they had different platforms that the actors would perform on, and throughout the performance, the platforms would like rotate or move to different areas or into different configurations. And they wow, would, that's a band. It was awesome. And they would move us around the stage, which I was kind of con- I was kind of wondering like what they would do to move us around the stage. And at first it was a little uh, obtrusive because they'd be like, right, they had like uh, air con- air traffic controller things. And they would stand there and be like, you know, they would start doing this when people, you know, at first they would have to be like, all right, and we're going to start moving. But after a while, uh, it was interesting how the audience just, once you start doing it, you're like, it's like, okay, oh, they're waving the things. We got to start moving, you know. And at first it was really obtrusive. That's fascinating. But then it, it started to become more... Uh, who who the fuck thought that was like thought of that idea and like made it work? It I don't know. It was really cool, and so the, you know, she the story kind of and it it is a true story. She is she was dating. Uh, she was in a you know she was a young woman uh, and growing up in uh, poverty in the Philippines, and through happenstance happened to meet uh, a man who was. Uh, you know, working his way up in politics in the Philippines. And they, you know, they get together. And I knew I was sold about 20 minutes in, right about the same time as they sing Asheville and Bright Star. Yeah. And I started sobbing, you know. Yeah. The, uh, equally, about 20 minutes into the show, there's a song um, that her childhood best friend sings. 
And so, like, from where I'm standing on the stage, on this platform over here is Amelda Marcos and Mr. Marcos. I can't remember his name. Yeah. And they're over here getting married, and she's in her wedding gown. And on this side, of on this platform over here, on this side of the stage, her childhood best friend is standing behind a gate where she hasn't been invited to the wedding. She ha- she's been completely forgotten, basically. And she, the whole time, though, she's singing the song about how, like, proud she is. I'm going to start crying. Wow. <laughs> it, was, it was so good. How proud she is of her friend, you know. And she sings at one point, like, did you see me waving when you, you know, when you walked by? But the chorus that she keeps singing over and over again is, How she looked when she passed by because she was just like sing- it was this beautiful refrain where she's just like so happy for her friend and she just looks so beautiful and like even though she didn't acknowledge me at all like it was such a beautiful day yeah and i was just like oh! <laughs> I was like it was weird though because like you know we're kind of surrounded by people standing here all together so i was really choking back the tears i really didn't let myself feel it as much as I wanted to. If you were in a seat and you could cry, nobody oh, yeah. would know. Oh, yeah. I Just like in Asheville, I was letting myself sob, sob, sob during yep. that song. Because it was, it's a little, it feels a little more private when you're in a seat. I, you know, there were people like literally like right there looking this way at me. Because the person's right here, you know. So it was, but yeah, I was literally like, oh, I'm sold, you know. Because to me, if there's a little bit of an emotional uh, investment, I'm, I'm in there. I'm, that's what I f- want a musical to do to me. Yeah. One other, you know, the show was really interesting altogether. It was, you know, a lot of good performances. One thing that I feel like uh, is worth mentioning was it was really neat that, so like at this far end of the stage where the actual theater seating started uh, in the mezzanine, so the floor level seating or the, like the stage level was level one. There was like a little step up that eventually they moved some of the audience onto, including Taylor and I, which was maybe like six feet above the st- the stage. Yeah. And then from that six foot platform, there was like a maybe two or three step staircase that the actors would go up. And now they're standing on the floor of the mezzanine. And that's also part of the acting space. It was really fucking cool. Interesting. They used so many parts of that theater. At the very least, when I walked away, I was like, that should win some sort of set design tony some sort of set design uh lighting show that's been there since they redesigned it yeah yeah and they redesigned it for that show specifically and so serious really yeah so i'm hoping i don't know other shows could work with it no yeah maybe are they gonna tear it down? maybe but yeah yeah when the show closes yeah they'll 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 definitely re uh kind of put it back to how it was interesting yeah they did they do do some like theater renovations not anything as big as they did for that but like you know when uh when we went to see uh sunset boulevard in the palace theater they had like removed the first like 30 rows of seats and extended the stage out for the orchestra yeah and like it we didn't you know it didn't really make that big of a difference to us but then, like once Sunset Boulevard closed, the next uh, show probably they probably put those so thirty good. seats back in. That's like top ten moments of my life. Absolutely, I still think about that. Was one of the best Broadway experiences ever, and I can't stress it does never it never happens that somebody would win a Tony Award for a role like twenty years ago and then revive that role twenty years later. I've I've never seen it done. 
Really? In a full production. Like, yeah, it might, you might see, like, oh, Bernadette Peters is performing a song from Sunday in the Park with George for the first time in 40 years. She's but, not doing the entire whole right. show. And so just the wow. uh, the balls that it took her to, to Glenn Close to do that and I think still deliver a fucking phenomenal performance including absolutely fucking amazing. I wish I could go back and replay my memories. Absolutely. I thought my hands were, would bleed. (laughs) Right. I I thought my hands would bleed. I I was crying during that whole show too. Absolutely. It was beautiful. Absolutely. Right around the perfect years where it started to really get me. Absolutely. Wow. Oh, it's so good. So good. Great story. Great songs. Great performances. Absolutely. 10 out of 10, but we're talking about your trip right now. We're I would I would give Here Lies Love at least a, a maybe a 9 out of 10. Wow. It was very good. I You know, I, I really liked it. Who and, was the man who did it? Uh, David Byrne. What else has he done? Uh, he's from the Talking Heads. Oh, that's what you said. Yeah. he And he's done another. That's interesting. He's done a couple. Of, like, uh, he did American I don't know any Utopia. Talking Heads song, I don't yeah. think. Do you? Well, there's a, you know, I think they're one of the 80s ones that. Band, right? 70s, 80s, yeah. One of the ones that I didn't realize was theirs, but that I do know is Let a good days go by, let the water flow in, let the days go by. That's in like every movie. Yeah. And uh, another one that's really famous, but I don't really like is Psycho Killer. Oh, yeah. Kiss, kiss, Yeah, that's David that Byrne. Yeah. A lot of their other music I like, but I really dislike that song. Really dislike that song. So then the next day we we uh, kind of I don't remember you know we got food in the morning I think and then we went to uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child yeah how was that which uh, opened in 2018 I think it was awesome really it was really awesome there is a level of fan fiction to it where it's like how can we get Severus Snape into this and how can we get how can we show Albus Dumbledore you know like there is sure yeah. there is a level of fan fiction to it but it was cool. I mean, it and and to be a three and a half hour play, I mean, it was really engaging. It you know there were you know probably in the last like twenty minutes of the first act and the last twenty minutes of the play, I was like, okay, let's you know I'm ready to be done now. Like yeah. let's get to intermission, let's finish the show. But overall, to be a three and a half hour play, I thought it was really good. Mm, okay. A lot of the uh, a lot of the magic was really cool. Some of it was a little cringe, but then after a while, they got to some of the cooler effects, and it, it was really cool. That's cool that they're able to, like, practically do it on yeah. stage. Some of it was, like, one thing that I really don't, and it's it was just a physical thing that happened. You know when, uh, in the movies, when they um, they go through the uh, flu, the fireplace? Yeah. And they do that on stage, which was really fucking cool, where, I mean, I get, they're just backstage, and they come, the fire's burning, and, like, there's a scene happening, and then all of a sudden, you know, they co- appear through the flame. And you can see, like, when they're doing it, like, it's a, just a slide, you know. Oh, sure. But what was really impressive was as they slid out, they almost came out completely parallel to the floor as they were sliding out. And yet they were, I mean, I don't know how they did it. They would slide out completely parallel like they came down a slide and then they'd be standing. It must have just been some sort of physical thing they are have been trained to do. Interesting. You know, but it was so impressive that I'm like, how... Did they do that? Like, I didn't see them you go. Think I could, like, find a video of it somewhere. And probably. See it? Probably. But, you know, it's like I'm feeling like have recording if I slid out of the slide and I'm parallel to the floor, then I'm going to be sitting on the floor 
and I'm going to roll over like this. <laughs> right. You know, I'm going <laughs> to prop myself up. I'm going to put my hands on my knees, and then I'm standing. And it was seriously like they came out of the slide and they were up. I don't know how they did it. Huh. It was neat. I mean, it was, and it's such a simple little thing that I know, I mean, I could see that they, it was a slide. I just don't know how they stood up so fast and with seemingly no effort. That was what was interesting. And there was a moment where, you know, they take a polyjuice potion, you know, the transforming yeah. potion, and they they literally transformed into another actor on stage. Of course, they were standing on a trap door, and the cloaks were really big, and so, like, one person just lowered their head in, and the other person lowered their head out. Yeah. But it was really cool, I mean, just to see it done on stage. And like in the movies where... You know, like, there's that famous scene where uh, Hermione, in, like, the seventh movie or whatever, she drinks Polyjuice Potion and she turns into Bellatrix. And yeah. Bellat- and, and so, like, in the movie, Helena Bottom Carter is playing Bellatrix, being played by Hermione Granger, and everybody was, like, really impressed by how it turned out. Yeah. Well, they did basically the same thing in the play, and it was really, it worked just as well. I was like, I can, I know that that is just the actress who plays Hermione, but she's playing Hermione being played by Scorpius Snake, you know, Scorpius Malfoy, and it it worked. I thought it was really neat. Yeah, I like when, I like when they're able to pull that off. Yeah. And have you read it, The Cursed Child, or have you? No. Okay. I've never seen anything about it. Royal had, uh, Royal had bought and read the the script at one point. I think he bought it thinking it was just a book, because like they kind of marketed it like the eighth Harry Potter they book. They did, yeah. And uh, and then I think he read it anyway as a play. But the thing that I was really weirded out by, not weirded out by. So the story is basically, uh, you know, like twenty years later or whatever. Harry and Hermione, Harry, Ron, Hermione, Draco, all their kids are going are now going to start their first year at Hogwarts. They're still main. They're still main characters too. But the, really, the main character is Harry's son Albus. Oh, he Draco's. named him after Dumbledore. That's yeah. nice. And Draco's son Scorpius. They t- they both get put into Slytherin, even though Harry is Gryffindor. So it's kind of like this surprise. But you know, they, he did the Sorting Hat did say you could be a Slytherin or a Gryffindor. Right, he did. And so. Uh, Albus gets put into Slytherin and becomes friends with Scorpius. And obviously that's like crazy because Harry and Draco hated each other. So this (laughs) is like, you know what I mean? That's crazy. The play very explicitly in so many ways, except for actually coming out and saying it, heavily implies to the point where it's painfully obvious that Albus and Scorpius, by the end of the play are lovers they're gay they're in love and they will be dedicated to each other forever okay but they never kiss they never say like i love you they're not like i'm we're gay they never the play doesn't mention it but anybody who sees that play could not have walked away without any other interpretation so why not just say it i kind of like it like that I see what you're saying. I see, you know, in a one way it is like, well, they just happen to be gay. But it's like, it's kind of like when after all of the books come out, J.K. Rowling says Albus Dumbledore's gay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, so that, but you, that's not representation because we didn't know it when we were reading it. You know? I don't think she said it to be representation. I feel like it's kind of like, like, we have canons for our characters that don't necessarily make it to the things. Uh, you're right. You're right. 
I guess when you I think don't, of it I that way. I feel like she was kind of just like, oh, yeah, in my mind, he was always gay. Yeah. I guess you're right. That does like, make sense. You didn't have to make it to the thing for it to just be a thing in her head. Right. Because in reality, she's the world builder. She every, any, It could be literally whatever she wants. You're right. You're absolutely right. I kind of like that she did it like I like, I like the idea not of like being like, oh, why even mention it? I just like it like it doesn't have to be a fucking story point. Right. But that's the but the thing is is like it it was, but they wouldn't come out and so they would be like at one point Harry uh Albus is talking to Harry and he's like, Dad, yeah, son. And he's like, Scorpius is probably the most important person in my life to me. He's like, I know, son. And he probably always will be, Dad. I know, son. So like that's the that's oh. like his son coming out to him, but like Oh, well, they're just not saying. Right. And I'm like, are they, you know, Taylor and I were talking about it, and I was like, are they just, like, maybe they're hoping that some simpleton conservative that likes Harry Potter might come see it and walk away and not think they're gay and still like the show, you know? Uh, I couldn't imagine that's what she's doing. <laughs> like, it just seemed so strange. I don't think Republicans like Harry Potter. You're right. I don't know. It just seemed so weird to me that I'm like, it's it's like you're... The whole, almost like the whole time, the show is, is like the show about their relationship. Kinda, really kinda. Huh. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'd there's. I like to see this now. Do they not have like a professional recording of it that I could watch? I don't think so. Man, I don't think so. I thought they made a movie of it. Mm-mm. Not that I know of. Not that sure? I know of. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I really think they did. If not, they should. Maybe they didn't. And I mean, yeah, there are a lot of other plot points. Like one of the main themes you could say is like Harry and Albus finding their relationship together too. You know, because like Harry's kind, of, Albus is kind of like, I hate living in your shadow because you're like the most famous wizard in the world, and I'm just like your fuck up son. You That's know, fascinating, yeah. And that kind of stuff. But is J.K. Rowling? Does she have any kids? I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think so. It, I feel like that can mirror her life. If so, but yeah, it could be. I thought it was, I, I really did enjoy it, and I thought it was really good, but I just thought it was strange that after all that time, because I, maybe I'm just a f*** it, but the whole time I'm like, oh, they're totally going to kiss right now, and then they don't. I'm like, oh, they're totally going to kiss right kiss. now, and then they don't. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the whole audience was rooting for it. I feel like the whole audience would have been like, well, you know what I mean? Because that's what it seemed like but it was all building admit, to. It's kind of brave to not do it. You're right. It's not pandering. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I think right. that's why I like it, because it's yeah. not flat out pandering. You're right. Though one could argue that a lot of the show kind of was, because they did shoehorn a lot of gay stuff into it, but it was cool. You just kind of accepted that it was cool. Like, they would, you know, they they end up, the whole play revolves around you, the use of a time turner, and going back in time, and messing shit up, and then having to go back and do it again, and messing this shit up, and going back and do it again. Like the thing that Hermione had yeah. in the... Exactly. And they, so, that's how they work out getting Snape back into it. Because, like, at one, they accidentally do something, and when they go back... At the end of the first act, they acc- they go back in time to, like, do something, and then when they when he comes back, Voldemort was never killed, he's still in power, Snape's still alive, that sort of... And they're in a completely alternate timeline. Oh, interesting. And then Scorpius, like, gets to meet Severus Snape, who in the real timeline's obviously dead. But it's like, to me, it was like, okay, like, they just really... They know we really wanted to see Snape. You know, and sure. even though he's dead, they figured out a way to get him in here, you know. Yeah. But it worked. You know, you just kind of like, I just kind of like had to suspend my disbelief and be like, yeah, that's cool. I saw Snape, you know. Yeah. It wasn't uh, Alan Erkman, though. I know. That was the hardest. He was not a very good Snape. But you did have to, you know, like Hermione was played by a black woman. What? 
Jenny Weasley was a black woman, you know, so you just kind of had to be like, okay, that's Hermione. Fuck was Jenny a black woman? She just was. Was Ron's son black? No. How the fuck was Jenny? Actually, black? no. Re- yeah, they did have a they did have a black daughter. Ron married. Ron was black. No, Ron was white, but Ron's married to Hermione, who's black, and then Harry, who white, is married to Jenny, who's black. And Harry and Jenny had white kids, but Ron and Hermione had a black daughter because Hermione's black. But how is Ron's sister black? There's no yeah, it's, it's not. It's just gender. It's you know this modern day Hamilton casting. Bro, that's dumb as you really had to suspend your disbelief. I'll be honest with you. I don't want to see it now. But once it happened, and I was just like, okay, that's Hermione. I mean, I there was never a point in time where I you know was like, yep, that's her. But I just was like, yep, that's supposed to be Hermione. That represents Hermione. Right. right. That's dumb. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna be. Fl- that's dumb. It was a little dumb. It makes me not want to see the show. Yeah. I'd be fucking pissed. Because I was thinking about, oh, maybe me and I would go take a weekend trip out there or something and fucking, well, I guess she's moving. But, Lord, not going to now. Not going to now. So then we went back to the hotel and relaxed for a little bit, grabbed some uh, 99-cent pizza, and then we went to see Kimberly Akimbo, which was the uh, best musical winner this year, uh, written by the, the music was written by the same woman who did Fun Home, so I was really excited to see it. Um, And then Victoria Clark who played Kimberly in the musical one uh, best lead actress this year. So I was really excited to see her. Uh, and of course she was out that night. That sucks. Yeah, so we had an understudy and the, I mean, I still feel like I saw the show, you know, but I did after seeing Victoria Clark perform at the Tony's and seeing how much energy she brought to the character and then seeing the understudy, there was the, the woman had no energy. Really? She was, I mean, she serviced the part. She said the lines. She stood in the spot and she sang the song. And she sounded fine doing it. But she just did not have as much energy as Victoria Clark put into it just in the Tonys. Now, I don't know how Victoria Clark does it every night. But in the Tonys, she was, like, just so alive, you know. And you could see the thoughts being made for the first time yeah, in her mind. And this was just like... You know, and then I say this line and I walk over here, you know, yeah. it just didn't seem I'm as... sure you, I'm sure you see that more too, like yeah. being so involved. Yeah, but it was good. Like a, pr- the production part of it. Yeah. Overall, it was good. There, the story's basically just Kimberly is like 16, but she has Benjamin Button disease. So she's about to die because she's oh. like 90, you know, she looked, her body is 90, but she's 16. But she de-ages? I, I guess I forgot Benjamin Button disease did that. She's she rapid aging disease. Oh, okay, okay. Rapid aging disease. So the, she's sixteen, but her body is seventy. Ah. Yeah. And like you know, um. So and then basically, it's it was a funny musical, and but at she some looks point, like an old woman. Yeah. So it is an old woman. Yeah. She's played by like a sixty-five year old woman. Gotcha. Yeah. She it was really good. I'm not you know I'm not I, I wouldn't say I don't like have anything bad to say, but it didn't really I don't think it'll like stay with me. Yeah. You know it was a good it was good fun to watch. But, but maybe like, if the original yeah. person was there, it would have. It could have, yeah. But like I don't I don't imagine myself like picking up the soundtrack and listening to it. Yeah. Which I already have with Here Lies Love. You it know? Sounds like you have, yeah. And uh, there was a song towards the end when she starts to acknowledge that she's about to die. That I, I did start choking back tears, but it had nothing to do with the show, and it was only because I was thinking of my sister. It had oh. nothing to do with the show at all. 
the show did not endear me enough to like make me cry about like the characters themselves or what they were going through. But just the just the thought that she was just singing like, you know, while I'm still here, you know, like do this with me, say this to me. And I'm like, you know, my sister's dead, you know, so like yeah. it, was, it was just hard to sit through. But it really had nothing to do with the characters or the show itself. Just what the what she was saying at that time and having gone through a death, you know. So it was a little emotional, but, you know, after we left there, we went across to literally right next door to Junior's where we had eaten earlier in the day because they had a milkshake that was specifically themed to the show. And we were going to get it for Kimberly Akimbo. And we were going to get it and go back to the hotel room. We walk into the takeout area and they're like, that's dine-in only. Well, fuck fuck you so she just ended up getting a different milkshake it took like 20 minutes for this milkshake you have to, to drink it inside it comes with a piece of birthday cake served on top of it so they serve it in a glass that's dumb as fuck i know i'm like can't we just have the milkshake without the cake yeah like it was i don't you know whatever so we just and it took forever for them to give it to us and i was so pissed but we finally made it back to the hotel enjoyed a night of sleep and then we headed back to uh, Ohio the next day, and again didn't hit any traffic. I th- didn't hit. Wow. I didn't even see a single car through the Lincoln Tunnel out into the. How? Out of what the time city. did you leave? Like Eight a.m. You didn't see a single tunnel. I wouldn't say a single car, but I mean single like car, not I mean. a single, like not any piece of traffic at all leaving wow. the city. Yeah, like there were, uh, but it was like all moving. There were certainly other cars, but we were all moving in a way that it's like it didn't bother you that there were other cars on the road because there was enough space between everybody and you're traveling so smoothly wow it was awesome couldn't have asked for a better travel and then we had five days in hocking hills and it was mostly just relaxing we we celebrated my birthday with a uh we went mini golfing we took did some hiking that sounds really fun and then uh that evening we had a fine a six course meal yeah you told me about that some uh restaurant it was an inn in the area, the Scottish Inn, they call it. And when we got there, we checked in, and it totally... I mean, it was a beautiful place, so it it couldn't be on Hotel Hell, but it was totally the type of character of a woman who owns a hotel that would have been on Hotel Hell. Yeah. She was... If the restaurant was doing bad, she would be a perfect candidate for the show because she just was such a character. She was like, all roads lead to me. I'm the innkeeper here. We'll check you in, and poetry or the bagpipes will guide you into dinner where chef tyler she was just like ate up in the head and when dinner (laughs) (laughs) when and when when dinner started she's like as is tradition here at the glen laurel we start your evening off with poetry and then she stood there and read a poem to us and then we never saw her again she was just this absolutely wacky woman she's the owner yeah she really reminded me of callie sz cz awinski from hotel Hell. yeah yeah the lady who sang share oh yeah it's like she just tried to make it all about herself yep. you know it was just really funny but we had an interesting meal it was like an oyster which was delicious as the first course a salad sorbet which i that's not a course to me it was literally a palate cleanser i'm like you can't consider that a course yeah and then it was like a steak entree which was really good with like potatoes and asparagus and then it was this dessert that was disgusting nobody in the room liked it nobody liked it i mean everybody tasted it and they ate a lot of it but nobody liked it and everybody was talking about how much they didn't like it and it was like this uh did you have to have reservations to be there wow it was a pumpkin pie 
panna cotta. Oh, okay. Pumpkin pie and vanilla panna cotta, and they served it in a wine glass, and it was really hard to eat out of, and it just tasted gross. And then at one point, after we had all started eating our dinner, the chef came out. A gay man, I was surprised. A fat gay man. He was like, I'm just, I'm Chef Tyler. I cooked your dinner tonight, and I just wanted to know if anybody had any questions I could answer. Not a word. Everybody's like, some man says, I'd just like to say it was really good. Oh, thank you. You like, you can always, I'll always take compliments too. Any, any questions that I can answer or any, what was your favorite part of the dish? Uh, or the, what was your favorite course? Anybody? And mind you, there's like, <laughs> there's like five. <laughs> it was the smallest dining room ever. Smaller than this room. It kind of scares me because I'm thinking about the, um, the, what's that movie? The meal. Yeah. The menu. The menu. Yeah. <laughs> the meal. <laughs> I haven't watched it, but I... Dude, it, you gotta watch that yeah. movie. That's a great movie. It seems similar. It was like a, this tiny, tiny dining Go watch movie. that movie, like, tomorrow. Yeah. I'm, I've, I've wanted to for a long time. Taylor's always said no every time. I'm like, oh, let's watch the menu, so I'll just Taylor, have to watch it without her. Every person I've ever known who's watched it has... It's gotten their seal of approval. Yeah, it's I'll got mine. To, I'll have to watch it. It's wild. It was a good dinner. Nobody wanted to talk to the chef, though. Nobody wanted want to, to talk to the chef. And so finally when he let... It took Especially four. with the last thing being something I did not yeah. like. It was awkward. Finally, he walked out, and it took forever for them to bring around the checks. Now, we you prepay $190. For Ooh! You prepay, and... Um, Pre-tip? You had a tip with well, that? Well, gratuities included in the 190 And so then they brought around, if you had ordered any wine or anything like that, that was, you had to pay for that, but we just, I had just had soda, and Taylor had coffee at one point. She had water for her like actual drink and then coffee after for dessert and that was all included so when the waitress finally got over to us after being stopped by this other couple who just talked her fucking ear off forever she finally brought our bill to us and she was like there's nothing on there since you didn't since you just had the had the courses and just it just signs in let us know you're here and you're not staying with us so next time try maybe you could stay with us because it's a hotel too I wouldn't stay there. It was too awkward. The dinner was really good, though, but, you know, it was too awkward. Then we went home. We went back and watched Big Brother. Lots of Big Brother got watched. We watched the Pitch Perfect series, like I said. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. We hot started tub. Yeah, hot tubbing. We didn't even remember to take our bathing suits because we had intended to skinny dip anyway. Yeah. But to the point where, like, it's funny that we actually didn't take them. <laughs> so, like, we forced ourselves to actually skinny dip every time. Even in the middle of the day. Yeah. We picked up... Uh, at one of the trails, they had a little gift shop, and we picked up a signed copy of a local Ohio author's Bigfoot book. Interesting. And then read it at the uh, at the fire, which was fun. Yeah, it was nice. Hey, baby. It was a good time. What up? What up? We're wrapping up. I heard your exciting news. Congratulations on your job. Oh, yeah. Good yes, job and your move. You. I'll miss you. <laughs> come here, come here. Well, folks, you know how it goes. You go on vacation, you come back, and you get back into life. And that's what we're doing. Wait for the next one. Well, folks, until next time, stay moot. Shut the fuck up!